episode of the Run With Sam podcast. We are, we are officially in the voting stage of the general election in 2019. Uh, we have cleared the primary. We, uh, we've done all this work up to this point, and now people are voting. So we're less than 30 days out. The early vote center is open. And, uh, you know, people from all over Lucas County are voting for a number of different things, many different ballot initiatives and, and levies. There's a judicial race or two out there, depending on where you live, um, you know, city council all over Toledo and Maumee, you know, just all kinds of, you know, school board races, all kinds of things, all kinds of things happening. And this episode of the podcast, I just wanted to kind of give you an update on what's been going on. What's next on the campaign? We have a guest on the podcast, and we're also going to talk about some news that's uh, been taking place in District 5, a lot of District 5 news actually recently, and so we'll get into all of that. But first, I just want to mention something quickly. You know, when you think about this podcast and you think about communication with residents of District 5, I just want to remind you what what the point of the podcast is, right? The point of this podcast is not to simply document behind the scenes on the campaign. It's not to uh, just have a reason to add another uh, <laughs> another podcast to the infinite amount that exists out there in the world. The point of the podcast is to communicate about issues that matter to the residents of District 5 and the citizens of Toledo in a way that hopefully is accessible to them. You know, it's one thing to communicate with, you know, a a literal piece of paper that you hand out at forums. It's another thing to have a a Facebook page that people follow or an email list. Um, The truth is we need to do all of those things. And for me, I feel like, you know, a podcast in 2019, 2020 is really, uh, you know, it's just a pretty low hanging fruit example of of a way to engage with people and, and get get your information and get important information out there. And so that's that's the goal. Hopefully, um, if I'm fortunate enough to be elected to represent the citizens of District 5, my goal with this podcast is to use it as a way to communicate about the different issues happening in City Hall. You know, my whole my whole hope in in running for City Council is I want to serve as a bridge, a bridge between the kitchen table issues in so many of our lives from that table to City Hall, to the desk in City Hall that that is holding a lot of conversations and making decisions about, about those kitchen table issues. So I want to bridge back and forth, right? So on one hand, when people need their voice heard in City Hall, I want to be able, I want to know that I've listened and be able to articulate that voice to, to city government on council. And then vice versa, when there are things happening in our city government, I need to be able to, and I want to be able to, to translate those things and communicate those things back into neighborhoods, to your block and to your street, to you and your neighbors. And so one of the ways I'm going to do that is with this podcast. There'll be other ways um, that I'll kind of talk about in the future, but, but this is one of them. So with that in mind, let's get into the episode. Today's guests are actually um, a few folks from District 5 that I met at a West Toledo 
Democratic Club Meet the Candidates Night. And uh, this, this family, um, they, were so, they were so fun to talk to. So they showed up with their three little boys and um, we're at this Meet the Candidates Night with candidates from all over the West Toledo area running for various seats. And I noticed they had all this Pete Buttigieg um, clothes on and shirts. And I thought, man, they're really representing uh, Mayor Pete for the for his 2020 presidential campaign. And then after we talked a little bit of it, a little bit afterwards, I was just really impressed and quite frankly, um, excited to hear how they are both excited and and obviously following the presidential election so closely, but they were also making a connection between these 2020 issues and the 2019 election. So you've heard me say all over, uh, all throughout this year that, sure, there's an election going on next year, but there's also an election going on this year. And I just felt like this family, um, this family really understood that. So let's meet our guests. Let's get started. Tell me, so we were just at the West Toledo Democratic Club Meet the Candidates Night. Tell me uh, what what brought you out and who you are and what you thought. My name's Betsy. I'm a... Oh, my name is Cindy. Okay, sorry, Betsy, you were that's talking. That's okay, that's okay. Um, I'm just trying to show my kids why it's so important to be involved. Yeah. From local all the way up to national politics and how all the decisions that get made now, they might not be able to vote, but still affect them. That's awesome. And I loved it because you have three kids with you. So come on, boys, come over here. So let's start oldest to youngest. That's me. Hi, my name is Alex Schober. Alex, wonderful. Hi, my name is Henry. Henry, (laughs) Alex, and Henry. Hi, my name is Samuel Schober. Wait a second. Your name is Sam? That's incredible. High fives. Sam's got to stick together. All right, and I gotta, I gotta say, um, the adults rolled in with their Pete Buttigieg gear on. I'm not afraid of admitting that. I think Pete's incredible. Um, but one of the things I just told you when we took our picture together was, I love when people are focused on 2020, but they're not forgetting about 2019. Tell me about, and you kind of said that you wanted to model it for your children. I think that's incredible. My wife and I talk about that often. Um, tell me about the connections that you see between all of this activity and millions of dollars and constant 24-hour coverage of the 2020 candidates, yet at the same time you have a room full of candidates here running in 2019. What are the connections you make and how do you, um, how do you connect those two things? The one thing that I have noticed a lot just over the past two years is that there's just been a big focus, even from the top down, on kitchen table issues. Mm. Um, so even the national political candidates are talking about <laughs> what the single moms are doing, you know, at two o'clock in the morning trying to balance their budget. Yeah. Um, and that's something that across all yeah. local, state, and national yeah, let's not get hit by a car. We're standing in a parking lot, everyone. This is a Heard low nothing. This is a low quality podcast relative. I don't edit it. It's just a conversation, and we just roll with it. Um, yeah, so you were saying that you went to some uh, kitchen table. Go ahead. It's, it's just across the, <laughs> across the board. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, we're all struggling with, okay, how are we going paycheck to paycheck? How that's are right. we paying for health care? Right. And that's something that can be addressed at the local, state, and national level. So awesome. what I've noticed just the past couple years is that there's really been a big push to kind of refocus how, at the end of the day, we're all still struggling with the same things. Awesome. That's great. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, 
Well, like I said in the in the meeting, um, I kind of was was taught for the last 20, 25 years, and that you know all politics is 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 local first, and all politics is personal. And for yeah. me, um, you don't get much more personal to your family and to things as far as your job and your city and your town that you live in um, if you're not paying attention to the local politicians, and they and they they really do affect your lives more than what um, the people that you know those big 24-hour news cycles that you're talking about um, seem to put a lot of the focus on um, and they're all great but but um, if you really want you know your personal life to be better um, we need to be more engaged um, we we have a lot of people that are complaining about things but then there's a lot of people that if you are more engaged and we're doing more and we're you know we're teaching our, our children and we're teaching our neighbors how to make our lives better because that's what politics should matter and I know I know we have our people with shirts but that's right. part of I mean that's part of his philosophy in his campaign is that politics is personal and that you know politics should be about your everyday life yep, yep. and and that and, it, and also that people are having a crisis of belonging and, and you know and that mm. and that it that we that um it's it's you know like our campaign is like it's about making everybody's everyday lives better and that that goes for every office I that you that. choose and and we're just here because we wanted to hear some of the local you know politicians and we're kind of that's just part of the organizing and the grassroots here but um you know um you know i have children and i plan to live in the toledo area for the rest of my life I so that. i want it to be a good city and that starts from the top down that's awesome Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. It's so wonderful. I want to talk to you all night, but you, boys, where are you going right now? To get ice, ice cream. <laughs> to get ice cream. Why do you get ice cream? Ice cream. Because you listened. Okay, so guys, and I'm putting my I'm putting myself on the spot, but for all the podcast listeners to the three handsome, amazing men I'm looking at, what did you did you learn anything in there? Did you take anything away? What do you, what do you think about what you just experienced? That it's good to care about right now, but not... It's good to care about the future, but not not to forget about right now. My man. We're going to end on that. High five. Thank you so much. I mean, come on. Tell me you were not impressed by that young man's response at the very end of that, of that interview. It, it was so... It was just so good. Uh, I love asking, maybe it's because I have my own children and we talk about this kind of stuff all the time, but I love asking, you know, young children, you know, what they're thinking and what they're picking up so many times, even if they're in a forum and they're coloring or doing their homework, they're absorbing all of it. They're thinking about everything that's happening. When, when you're talking to your, your partner, your spouse, you're talking to your friends about election issues, our kids, our kids are soaking it up. And so, uh, I think a, I think that's really important, and and b, I just always love to hear uh, what they what they have to say and what they're thinking, and um, that was just a really cool answer. All right, so let's get into let's get into District Five news. Uh, I'm going to highlight one very very uh, specific piece of District Five news because uh, it's important to to work through. It's been a little confusing for some folks, and so I just wanted to you know, to highlight what is actually happening. Really, I need a Jaden Jefferson report to sort all this out because it's very confusing and he could help get to the bottom of it. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, let's let's talk about it. So councilman, current councilman in District 5, Tom Winooski, 
uh, has accepted a job. It appears, anyway, it's happening kind of as we speak, but it appears he's taken a, a job elsewhere and is going to uh, leave his post a little bit early. And so whether that happens over the next few days or weeks, who knows, um, but when any council person leaves their seat early, the remaining members of council appoint uh, a replacement to to fulfill the remainder of that term. So since there's only a couple months left, um, the current members of council will appoint someone to to fulfill the rest of Tom's term on city council serving District 5. What's really interesting about this scenario is a, a couple things. One, I was t- I've been talking to a lot of people about this. I don't know if there's ever been a scenario where you know, because we've had appointments in the past, right? So, you know, Yvonne Harper, um, you know, ran in a special election when District 4 came open. She wasn't appointed, but she ran in a special election in the spring and won that and then won the primary and then won the general. There's a kind of, it, it, there's a lot of different elections there. Matt Cherry was appointed and then ran successfully to take over the rest of that term. Um, and, you know, there have been, been other examples of that. Cecilia Adams, um, did the same thing and, and was appointed and then ran and, and won the remainder of her term. So this happens often. But this one with with Tom is really interesting, and here's why. I don't know that we've ever seen a situation where someone, someone left their seat after the filing deadline for that very election year, right? So you already know who, who was going to be on the ballot and yet left their seat so close to the election that there would not be any way to trigger a special election. Does that make sense? So, so on one hand, we already know who's running for the seat, yet on the other hand, he's leaving so soon to when the general election is going to happen that it wouldn't really matter you know, it, it, it wouldn't really, it wouldn't really matter to have any sort of special election because it, there's already an election, the actual election to decide who fills the term. So it's just an interesting timing. So then the question is, who is city council going to appoint? Obviously I'm currently running and I have an opponent, um, for this district five seat. Um, as far as I can tell, neither one of us Neither one of us are, are interested in pursuing the appointment to the remainder of Tom's term. So, and I'll get into why that's my feeling in a second. So the question is, who is city council going to appoint? So the news this week was that um, the, executive, the executive committee of um, the Lucas County Democratic Party voted to um, endorse for the appointment um, Katie Bibish Moline who has been really active in, in local, local politics, really active in the Democratic Party, uh, is, a, is a CPA, and just, again, really, in, really involved in the community and has been for some time. Um, she lives in District 5, obviously, you, you know, you would have to. And the, the executive committee of the Democratic Party voted uh, at Monday night's meeting to support or to recommend Katie for that appointment. So if the rest of council goes along with that recommendation, Katie will fulfill the remainder, the, basically the remaining two months of Tom's term. Um, now, 
some people have asked, am I still running and why wouldn't I pursue that? So that's one of the things I wanted to talk about related to this news. Why am I not pursuing the appointment? One is the, the timing issue is pretty tricky in, in my opinion. You know, this, this news really kind of broke on the first day of early voting. So when you think about where we are in this election, I mean, I've been running for this seat since the spring, been talking to voters since May. And, you know, we've been, you know, we've been at this for some time. And I just felt like for me to kind of jump ship from the campaign mode um, to potentially look like I was trying to take a shortcut um, and get on council early and, um, you know, maybe work an angle or connection. I just felt like that's not that's not the way I wanted to go about it. We have voters who are going to decide this and I want them to make their decision. And, and I look forward to, uh, hopefully being very pleased with the decision that they're going to make. So on one hand, it's that simple. We have an election coming and that, um, that process will decide, um, that process will decide who's going to serve next, um, in district five. The other hand, the other point I should say, is really related to an interesting aspect of the charter. So um, our charter, the Toledo charter is written in such a way that says that any, that, that one day, so one day of another term, you know, filling out the rest of a, of a term counts as an entire term against that candidate or elected representative. So what that means is that if I were to fulfill and, and, and step in, get appointed and, uh, you know, fulfill the remainder of Tom's term, that would count as an entire four-year term that I would be eligible to serve District 5 residents on city council. And, you know, for me, I just feel like I'm not willing to do that. I'm not interested in giving up an entire term of eligibility for... Um, for a couple months. So I think that the charter needs to be updated in, in several ways. Let me be clear about that. Um, but specifically in the, in that respect, I feel like it's, that's, that's not really all that reasonable. And for that reason, I'm not interested. So with that in mind, that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at. That's my general, my general feeling on it. And that's what was in the news, uh, pretty significantly about district five recently. And so, you know, just to just to wrap that up, if you have any questions about that or, or comments or concerns, obviously reach out and let me know. Um, and the last thing I just want to say is I'm I'm excited for Katie. I hope that she I hope she gets the appointment and I hope she um, serves well. I think she you know brings a lot to the table and and you know I think it just speaks highly of of her that she was so quickly thought of to to step in and serve. But it also speaks highly of District Five. I know we have so many qualified and and. Um, just really, really smart, bright, civic-minded folks in our district. And uh, I'm excited for Katie, and I look forward to learning from her, you know, hopefully when I'm elected, where I can step in and, and learn how it's been going for her, and, and we can have, more, you know, a nice seamless transition. All right, so let's talk about what's next. What is next on the campaign? So people are voting. Uh, they are early voting. It's happening right now. Uh, and we have just a slew of events. We are canvassing every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Um, you know, Tuesday, Thursday nights, Saturday mornings from here throughout the campaign. Um, if you sign up on our website or just get a hold of us to get in contact, we would love to 
to really finish strong, finish this campaign strong, and we need your help to do that. Um, also, you know, we've had this is this is what I call really like candidate forum uh, time, where it seems like every single group has a has a candidate forum of some kind. You know, we had our our West Toledo forum, and there was the I mean, there's just there's just forums all over the place. So so we're hitting those up and doing those things. Different media is reaching out, trying to make sure that voters are informed. So, you know, it's certainly a busy season. But the biggest thing I would say is if you want to get involved in this campaign, um, reach out on the website, sammeldon.com slash volunteer or slash canvas, and we will um, make sure that you can get involved. But we're knocking doors as much as we possibly can, and we're trying to finish strong. Um, every single person we talk to is just another chance to hear from voters, hear what matters to them, and make our case that we want to um, that we want to represent them well on city council. So I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this. I know it was a bit of a longer episode, um, but we're almost there. Uh, thanks. Have a great day.